Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. A new, a new Maimer, learning the Atar Very, very famous Maimer. A for the upcoming Gimel Tammuz. And yeah, very, very excited. This is a very famous fundamental mimer. Okay, let's go straight into it. Basically, so a little bit of a background history to this mimer. This was the last mimer they ever handed out. In the later years, I guess a little bit more general history. And when the, when the Robertson passed away, 1987, I think it was, she went, the Robertson stopped saying mimerim. There was a few occasions that he did, but in general, my marmot stopped. There was sikhs being marmot, but, but the whole concept of like people would sing a marmot again, they would hold onto a handkerchief, and then you would say a marmot, it stopped. But what the Rebbe did was he started editing my marmot. So they would bring my marmot, Rebbe yeah, would, would prepare my marmot, and the Rebbe would look it over. Before then, the Rebbe wouldn't really do that. There was a few, a few occasions, but in general, the Rebbe wouldn't do that. So what happened? They would say Maimer, people write it down. And uh, there'll be a Nacha, and they write it down from like Paris uh, Nacha, whatever, the, the editors. And now they'd put the print, and that's it. And the would never look it over. Now, the quality, when the Rebbe looks something over, it's a whole, you know, it, it gives a lot of validity, and it's a lot, it, you know, makes a whole big difference. The six volumes set, it's called Save Maimer Malukit. And that, that's a compilation. Malukit means like a compilation. It's published by Maimarim. And those Maimarim were looked over by the Rebbe. And, and so what, ha- what happened was after the Rebbe passed away, the Rebbe started giving out my marm. So these were added my marm. Sometimes I just, but sometimes the Rebbe himself would give it out, or sometimes they just, you know, just like publish it. So the last one to be given out by hand was this maimur, Atadetzavim. Now, this is actually a maimur from, like you'll see in, in the Sefer, I'm sure, I hope everyone has a Sefer or something to look on. Uh, it comes from Tavshin Mem Aleph. So what will happen is also in that safer, safer Maimon look at if you look, they'll say, they'll say the Maimon when it was said, like in this case, 19, 1981. I mean, yeah, 1981. And when it was and when it was and it was published, it was re-given out, printed, with, like edited. The edited version is you know 87, 88, 89, 9, 91. That's what the six volumes said. It's, so a lot of it's, it's going to that year. Um Yes, yeah, so this was the last moment. Two weeks after this moment was given out, that's when the Rebbe had a stroke, and the Chav Zainadar happened. Unfortunate, or Bashkacha Pratis incident with that. Now, when you learn the Maimur, why? And so, and so, so as people say that when, you know, in the way when they got, the, got the Maimur, the Rebbe gave out, I think, like 10,000 or something. So, in the beginning, got it out. They, they took it, they learned it, and uh, it was good. Two weeks later, when the Rebbe had the stroke, they all connected how this moment is very pertinent. This moment has a lot of fundamental things, and it's very much connected to the, the, the point that the Rebbe is trying to give over, trying to help us see and realize. And there's a few m- big major concepts in here that, they, that we discuss. It's a little bit of a long moment, but we have some time. And Mitzah Hashem, through the schluss along this moment, Meshach should come already. But, but if for whatever reason he doesn't, but when we come to Gimel Tammuz, 
we will have what to bring and what to think about. And, and the day won't just come by and we won't know what happens. When I was in, uh, one more quick story before we start. Um, I, one year, I mean, it was two or three years ago, I went to spend Shabbos before Gimotam was by the oil. There's a minog, they go, they go to spend Shabbos by the oil. It's a huge crowd. You sleep in tents. You have a tent with food. It's, it's massive. It's wild. It's an experience. And it's, uh, yeah, very interesting. So we're having for Reagan in an RV. So some people rent out an RV. And they sleep there. It's like a little bit of some privacy. So we had a for Reagan there. And it was a big, it was a big gvir that he supports, uh, actually supports a few, few places. One of them is Mayanot. And he's a chesed Like he's a valtruva. And he's a chesed So one of the things he said there, and it really like hit me, I think that year I didn't learn this maimah. I've learned this maimah many times, Baruch Hashem. I think that year I didn't. My Yitzhar was a uh, thought it was a chachum. He said, he said, there's no reason why every year you can't learn this maimah. Every year you should learn a prior to Gimotamuz. And like it hit me. I decided, you know, I said this is a good idea. We have learned this before in the past, in this year, not in this year, in this format, but in the old format, in person, whatever. But we'll do this again. And I'm looking forward. I'm actually going to use this safer. I haven't, I haven't used this safer before for the Mayama. I used to use the original or in this, searching faith. And I'm uh, looking forward. So let's, let's begin. And uh, a general idea of the Mayama, a few general points. We'll talk about the connection between us and, and Moshe and us and Rebbe and, and that relationship. Second big point we're going to talk about is, is, that, is that we want Mashiach, essentially. And we have to realize this. And, and he says, ultimately, people, people don't recognize that want within them, but they have it. And express themselves in many different ways. But really, we have to re- get to the core of the issue. What's really going on is we just want Mashiach. And yeah, Amit Hashem, with the source of learning this moment, we'll, we'll bring Mashiach. Let's begin. Then we'll begin off with some questions, and then he'll lead in the whole, whole discussion. In this Sefer that I have, page 336, says in Pasha's Tzav, you should command the Jewish people, they should bring to you, Shemen, Zayis, Zah, Tasis, Amor. Shemen, Zayis, olive oil, Zach pure, Tas is crushed, Lamar, to the illuminary. Lalas Netamid to to light up the lights constantly. Don't the Monero. And this discussion in the Pasuk, we're gonna ask about five questions on this. This Pasuk is a very interesting Pasuk. And that's gonna lead us into the discussion. So we do it, my dear Yukim is no no the explanation of citizen on this. The questions that are asked, the Bahal at every commandment in the Torah, when Torah commands something, what does it say? Neymar says Savas bin Espanisha. It tells Moshe, Hashem tells Moshe, command the Jewish people. The kind of what does it say here? After the Tavish, after the Tavish, you should command the Jewish people. It's, it's weird. Why should Moshe command the Jewish people? Moshe is just the messenger of Hashem. But here we're saying that, that Moshe should command, implying that it's like Moshe's own thing. So what's going on over here? So it says it's not about the question, not about hey, why is this language different? Then what does this language mean? Because when you say you should command, the implication is that it's Moshe's command. Moshe is just there to send to give the message of God. 
Moshe is the shleach of the Ebishter to explain to the Yidden what the Ebishter wants. But here it's implying that it's about Moshe. It's Moshe's own. Hashem saying, the Moshe, you should command for, your, like for yourself. So what's going on over here? Why? Why? What's the nerve got to do with Moshe? So I didn't say that you should command. Implying that it's about Moshe, not, a, not about Hashem's command. That's one question. We got to tell you, you need to understand. This it says in the puzzle. It says, in the past, you should command the Jewish people and should bring to you the oil. We said the pure crushed olive oil should be brought to you. So the question is, why is we call Hashem to take to Moshe? Moshe doesn't like the Menorah. I don't like the Menorah. To you, to Moshe. Since it's Aaron, the one, Aaron's the one who's lighting the Menorah. So why are you bring to Moshe? In the Mishkan, in the, in the desert, Aaron will lit the Menorah. So, so Hashem is saying, Moshe, you should command the Jewish people. You, that's weird. And they should bring the oil to you. Why is it saying, bring it to Aaron? That's another question. Thirdly, we got to understand. Lama, and then what do we say? We say, should bring oil crushed to the luminary. To the luminary means like to the source of the light, which is confusing. Light oil to, to, to enlighten. Meaning the purpose of the oil is to, is to light. So but what we're saying in the Pasuk is, is the purpose of the oil is to, to the luminary, to the source of the light. It's, it's just to use it for light. So what's going on here? Gamtel Havin in the fourth. I think that was the fourth. Gamtel Havin, the Abbasak, Shahakh is there, Nema, Me'erad Breakers. The next Pasuk in the Pasha, it says, You should light them there, Me'erad Breakers, from the evening until the morning, meaning the whole night. I can't name all the list next time, but here it says, Now Pasuk, Batsav Nisov, Viko Lech, Hashem and Zaiza, Kaslamor, Lala is near Tamid. You should light the near Tamid constantly. Is it all the time? Is it Tamid or is it Me'erad Breaker from evening to the morning? And it's, it's one possible away from each other and it, it seems like the same two different things. That's what we have to understand. So, so let's go through the question again. We have, why does it say after the Tzavah, you shall command, implying that it's Moshe's command? Really, it's God's command? No, seemingly. Then we have, Vikrei Lecha, that you bring the oil to Moshe. Why bring the oil to Moshe? Bring it to Aaron. He likes the Meneo. And then why do we say Kasis Lamar crashed to the luminary? It should be crushed to light. And why? Yeah. And why does it say Me'erad Vaker? It says in this part, it says Ne'er And the next part says Me'erad Vaker. Yeah. And you could say, you could sort of divide, I guess, the Atta the Tava, the usual command, is, is the language is different, but also, and also the idea of it is different. I don't know if we can. Can't buy them to two, two different uh, questions. That's the main questions. Yeah, yeah. And the summary has the four questions exactly. That was that was Ois Aleph. That's the questions leading us in. Hopefully, it pulled us in to want to know the answers to the question. And now we can discuss what we really came here to discuss: the depth of connection between Hashem, between the Rebbe and and the Jewish people. It's a very very beautiful memory. Base. We'll start it up and then uh, we'll finish with Hashem. Tomorrow, you're going. Okay. So, there's a very famous moment. 
and I'm Mitzvah Hashem on Allah with us, like together. That is based this moment that our moment is based off, and the Rebbe is sort of analyzing that moment, and it's it's moment. It's called Kibble Yehudim, Tafresh Pezayin, 1927. It's basically what happened was like this. I guess I guess we'll explain that, and I'll stop today. The story is like this: the Fidik Rebbe is in communist Russia at this point. At this point, communism is strong, and they're trying to blot out Judaism, amongst other things. And the Fidik is standing strong, but everything that he's doing is sort of underground because it can't be official. He doesn't want to get in trouble. Now he comes for him. He's in. Can't remember where it was. Say it somewhere. Anyway, he's in a, like a bigger, more style. He's not in Lubavitch anymore, of course. Maybe he's in Rostov. And and he makes a fering and a big fering. Now that's that's bad news for the Jews. You shouldn't be doing this such things. And he does it. And he starts talking and he, he says and he's saying thing anti-government stuff, meaning keep terms essentially. But. Uh, Unfortunately, in, in, in that time period, when communism was around, you couldn't do this. And he has a big crowd comes this ring. He takes a lot of l'chaim, and he starts talking. We have to give up, have a serious nefesh, for Yiddishkeit, and don't do, you know, don't do, listen to your kids to the public school system. And, and, he, and he's saying all these words, and they're, they're not good words to be said publicly. And, and a lot of his, like, secretaries in the chassidim are very nervous about what he's saying. You know, like, sort of don't speak. And he's like, uh. and he And he's very strong. He's very strong over there about it. And he, and, and, he, and he goes, and I know that there's people in here that they're informers and they're, and they're from the, and the communists. And he goes, I don't care. You shouldn't listen to them. And that's essentially, according to the Das Tachton, meaning na- nature, of course, there's everything is from a mile, but the nature, that's, that's sort of that, the, the, what causes him to get arrested two months later. Yud Zayin Sivan, I think it is. So this is for him. And that sort of a few, you know, a few months later, he gets arrested. But this is sort of that, that, like he pushes the boundary. They all know he's doing things, and they're trying to get him. But but like sort of they're figuring it out. And then he's so brazen about it, so upfront, and he's so like in their face about it, they can't handle it. And then that's they they look to arrest him. And that's the moment. And that mimer over there. So that's what we're basing our mimer off. And so they're going to bring that mimer. They're going to discuss a few points of that. And unfortunately, we have to stop today. But Amit Hashem tomorrow will continue. Ois base. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you very much for joining.